Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. I've had so much stuff going on. Lately. Right. Well, you've had a lot of stuff going on, like, before this. So, like, yeah. to rectify yeah. it and then... Yeah. So, so let's... I'll start with the wedding. Okay. So, okay. I ended up um, getting a polo shirt. Okay. Yeah, I ended up getting a polo shirt to wear with the suit jacket. And then the day of the wedding, I wore the suit jacket out to... Um, like, I was going to turn the lights on before everybody kind of got there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no. So I abandoned the suit jacket. <laughs> but I, I have it. Now, right, right, right. I have it now if I want to explore later on. I think if I was, I, I think I would feel more comfortable wearing it casually first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so that may be in my near future. Okay. But it was, it was interesting because I, I I really I I tried to do it. Mm-hmm. I thought I looked really nice in it. I yeah. was, felt comfortable in it. You know, I just didn't feel like it was. Um, it just it, the day of it was just felt too stuffy. Yeah. So I didn't try to work through that at all. I didn't try to do anything like you that. You just kind of abandoned. That ship. was it. Yep. Yeah, I just <laughs> but now I know. Now I know. So yeah. I can I can start to work on it. You know, as as time goes by, maybe in the fall or something. You yeah. Know, I'll try to throw it on with a t-shirt or something. You know, yeah. Just, absolutely. Just whatever. And, and you know, in in some ways, it's it's like the 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 corduroys for me i mean like you know, i'm like when do i wear them because i used to wear them all the time and I, yeah. that was part of the things i didn't like about them so it's really much more of a fall thing because even as i don't want to say constrictive but as as well as cozy as they are as stuffy as they can be you want yeah. something with a cooler a cooler time period you know like yeah a, like cooler weather all winter <clears throat> is usually where i'm when i wear them yeah, yeah. the the anything above like <sighs> 55 degrees with corduroys is not a good idea right right i i think i feel the same way about the jackets you know like i don't i don't like wearing a jacket unless it's absolutely necessary you know as far as that goes and that was the thing i mean i liked how it looked so i was kind of bummed out about that part um but at the same time i just i i i had to choose me at the time yeah yeah i i had to choose to uh yeah, to not wear it. Right. <laughs> to not wear it. So, so that was a, a big um, kind of realization that, you know, it's, I, I need to try to maybe plan my, uh, 
my exploration of these things right for a better time period work up to them you know, before you need to you're right a suit coat on <laughs> in the middle of summer but you know to wait until it's cold and right you know, instead of a coat i could wear that kind, you know that kind of yeah thing. absolutely um so i'll have it for that and i may go back and get that 30 dollar one too yeah i mean just to have it because it's nice and it's cheap and it's kind of a lighter coat, you know, it's like a, it's a, I don't know, more of like a sky blue yeah. color, you know. Yeah, so I might do that. Um, and then in the midst of all of this, my wife went with me to get the polo shirt. Yeah. And I never go to stores that are expensive and have really good clothes for bigger men. Right. And I don't because I know I can't afford to. Right. Right. I'm. Oh yeah, they're incredibly too into expensive. and whatever. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I went, and I got this polo shirt, and you know it looked really nice, and it was very comfortable. And the next thing I know, she's like, "Well, we got to go back there. We've got to shop for more stuff for you." There was a <laughs> lot of stuff there that would probably look good on you. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is this is like asking an alcoholic right, to go to the right, bar. I, mean, right. <laughs> I could spend thousands of dollars on clothes if you let me. You know what I mean? Oh I, yeah. I just I Yeah. And she so. seems to want to let you all of a sudden. Yeah, so that's like she's like, Oh yeah, I like the I like the way that these maybe they'll fit you, you know, whatever. So uh-huh. So yeah. So yeah, she's that, enabling that's your. Come out of it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does she know? Have you talked to her about this? Have you said, you know, listen, this is an addiction issue that we're having here. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She knows that I like to shop for clothes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just a thing. I really do. I love to shop for clothes. I love to buy clothes. I don't right. Love to shop for clothes necessarily, but I love to buy clothes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have to go through my t-shirts again soon. It's getting to be that time of year where my uh, my t-shirts have overflown the dresser drawer. That oh, yep. And they're now into another one and a half dresser drawers. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I got to check that out and maybe make a donation or something. But. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean overall it was it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Um and and it it went really well. I had some some struggling with boundaries while I was uh on that trip as well. Mm-hmm. And that was that was very intense. That was very intense. Um and there were lots of different factors. So uh and again, we'll we'll stay fairly vague because of you know protecting my wife's interest. I haven't talked to her about saying you know what right. I'm talking about now. But so I had had this boundary that I didn't know existed, kind of pushed. Oh, and I was really struggling with the following day because. I had no right to be upset with her. Mm-hmm. And I had no right to be upset with myself because okay. neither one of us knew that it was a boundary. Right. Until it was identified. Yeah. But, you know, that feeling of it being identified and being, you know, triggered and 
all of that sort of stuff really um it was a real real struggle to kind of work through that and fortunately because of the situation we were in um my wife was gone most of the time oh okay so I had a lot of time to just kind of like chill and do my thing and try to relax. I found this really cool crystal shop mm-hmm. and I got, what did I get? I got, oh, I got a piece of shungite mm. and I got a piece of um, Bodhi High Jasper. Yeah. Okay. And it was soothing i mean it's soothing to me to connect to those types of things yeah yeah and it was helpful to just have those in my pocket and you know walk around and process and walk and process and walk and process and walk um and that was really helpful you know ultimately but then we you know we get through the ceremony and because by then you know it's later in the day it was an evening thing yep so i went and um again jessica was somewhere other than where i was mm-hmm. uh, well because she was part of the yeah the party she was yeah the matron of honor you know yep. she was with the bride and doing all that thing and i had gotten there early because i needed to i ended up being in charge of the music for the ceremony <laughs> um, so i had to set up the speaker and like i you know that's what i was talking about earlier i yeah. just got there a little early it turned on all the little pretty lights that they had. Yeah. And they had, it was under like this really enormous um, type of willow tree. Mm. So it was beautiful. I mean, the whole thing was beautiful. Um, and then afterwards, you know, we were supposed to leave by nine o'clock. It was supposed to be done. Yeah. And by the time they got to the reception, it was like 7 30. Okay. And by the time they got done eating it was like 8 30 so they needed to do the dancing stuff right the cake stuff and you know all this other stuff and they're like okay well let it go longer right and they agreed the bar where they were at that was you know catering it or whatever they agreed that they could just stay yeah and do their thing because you know they had a couple of really decent drinkers in the crowd too, right. so they, were, they were making their money right um so, you know, it keeps going, and it's like 10 o'clock, and, you know, I start to say to her, I'm like, you know, I'm think I'm, I think I'm kind of ready to go. You know, I think yeah. I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'd like us to be leaving soon. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I, uh, I was feeling kind of wound up, and I know it was because of the situation. I just don't do well in those types of situations for long periods of time. So I uh, I went out to the car. I said, you know, I'm going to go out and smoke. So I went out to the car to, to smoke. And by now it's like 10.30, and I come in, and they're just like maybe starting to finish up. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, my wife had to do everything. Like, you know, they had to... Apparently, nobody had planned on who was going to do anything after it. So, like... Oh. 
the bride was doing stuff and the groom, you know, it ended up being like this whole thing where there were like just a couple of people left that were actually doing like we're picking up and pick up. Yeah, all of that stuff. Oh good lord. So that's starting to happen then and I'm like I help with a bunch of things and they're they're just kinda like milling about and cleaning but not like let's leave clean you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. So at this point, I take, like, this really deep breath, you know? <laughs> yep. Like, right, I need to not be in here. So I, I went out to the car again, you yep. know, and just kind of hung out for a minute. thought, okay, I'm going to calm down. It's all going to calm down. And, you know, I'm already escalated from the previous night, you know? So right. it's like, it's going to calm down. I'm going to calm down, you know, like, calm down. And I'm like, all right, I'm calm. I'm going to go back in. We're going to say our goodbyes. And we're going to leave. So I I went back inside. And so first of all, this whole time I'm telling Jessica, I'm like, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I really, I, I'd like to leave soon, you know, but I understand you. Got, you know, I'm trying to just be really understanding and yeah. just cope with my own ugh, around this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they still have a shitload to do. You know, they're kind of like the bride and and my wife are off, you know, like talking, slowly picking things up. And I just, the only thing I could do was walk over to her and say, I need to leave now. And that's all I could do. Mm -hmm. That's all I could do. And then I just walked around. I, I left. Like, she got the message. Right. You know what I mean? Like. But the whole time, you know, I'm also, just to give some context, I'm also, we're driving to um, the city that night. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm thinking, like, at this point, we're two hours away, um, you know, or the parking garage is going to be open, which they ended up not being. But it wasn't something that Jessica was even... That's not even on her radar. Right, right. Well, because I would say for contextually, she's not... She's never even been to the city. Yeah. So, yeah, contextually, that's... I mean, that's not her. She's she's never been to the city. She doesn't know what to expect. Um, But I do. Right. You know, and I'm thinking, like, you know, at this point, we're going to be walking four blocks from the parking garage to the hotel with... All of our shit and the city with, you know, like, it just... Yeah. So all of that was going on in my mind. And she was not privy to that, right? Right. So that was part of all of that anxiety. So by the time I get outside, I kind of take a breath for a second. Her um, friend comes down, another one of the bridal party. Yeah. She had stuff, like, in the back of her car and... Around 9.30, that was identified as an issue, um, but it apparently was still an issue. She gets to the car. We get to the car. Everybody's that needs to be at the car is at the car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we leave. And she's like, she knows that it's gone too far. You yeah. You know what I mean? She, because she knows me. She knows yeah. it's gone too far Like for me to be where I was at. And she knows me, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so it, she's like, do you want to talk about it? And I couldn't for almost the entire way into the city. I felt horrible. She says, what do you need, right? And I said, I need to be quiet. 
I need to not say anything. I need to be quiet. No music. I just need to be quiet. So about 15 minutes into that, because she's like a child sometimes when it comes to patience. Well, well you know, I mean, you know, there's an ADHD like, issue there, too. Do you, so, you know. do you need to talk about this? And I'm like, no, right now I need to not talk. I need right. to just be quiet. She's like, well, I know you're really mad at me. And I'm like, I'm not mad at you at all. This has nothing to do with you. But I'm triggered and I'm feeling uncomfortable. And I need to get past that before I can even talk about this. Yeah. So it was a very intense, I think, hour and a half, especially for her, you know, right. because she's just, I, I don't shut down like that hardly ever. So eventually we talked about it. And the only thing I really had to say, you know, for her was like, it really upset me that we didn't leave until I looked like a crazy asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I requested to leave multiple times, but it wasn't respected or honored until I was at the point where I had already gone off the edge. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. On top of all of that, there was this this question looming of, did it have to do with alcohol? Because the night that I was first triggered, I had been drinking. Yeah. The night that I was second, you know, the night of the wedding, I was drinking. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's that in my head along all of this. Right. Of, okay, I've done this twice. I'm on, I haven't drank for years. Right. You know, I'm on different types of medication. Is there like an interaction here? Is that making me super volatile? Like, right. You know what I mean? Because that's how I'm feeling. Like, I'm feeling so freaking wound up. So I wanted to test the theory. So that night when we were in the city the following night, you know, it had been an awesome day. There is nothing that would have made me upset. Mm -hmm. if you will yeah right? so that when we were at dinner i had wine well we were at dinner to test you know in three hours from now am i gonna feel like you know the world needs to end right <laughs> now did you did you talk to jessica about this experience yeah yeah oh yeah, okay yeah. i was gonna like, say because i mean like... yeah so this is so following day right um, we we talked about a lot of that kind of stuff okay you know, and I was able to communicate to her what the piece that I just said. You know, the only thing that I really felt was hers and mine to own. Yeah. You know? It happened. You can't go back. You know, I, I said multiple times, like, this has happened one time in our entire relationship. Right. Um, you know, it's not like it's something we need to prepare for because... Yeah. It's not going to happen a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys have been married and, forever. So, and well, you know. now that we know that there's the boundary there, we can work with it. Yeah. But, and we had agreed that I would do this experiment because, A, we were going to go to an amazing place for dinner. Mm -hmm. And part of the menu typically includes wine. Yeah. And, B, it's probably some of the best wine I've had in ever. And I love good wine. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we did that, and I was fine. 
But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it ended happily, but it definitely, there was a lot of work in there that I still need to work on. Yeah. But overall, it was a good time, and I didn't wear the suit coat. And you didn't wear the suit coat. <laughs> it's time to strap in for this week's deep dive. So... Um, Ed had a really comprehensive list. It was great about all of the negative ones. And today we're going to talk about some positive defense mechanisms and why we need them. So one of the things to keep in mind is that, you know, even though these are listed as positives, um, if used in excess or in the wrong way, they can still become like a negative anything. thing. If like anything else. If you eat too else. much butter, you're eventually you're going to have cholesterol issues. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so these are, I, when I first started looking into into the defense mechanisms, I, I didn't realize that they were positive ones. Um, and they're called mature mature defense mechanisms so So, age-wise they're the defense mechanisms of a mature adult exactly was someone who is someone who is emotionally and 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 you know not just physically but emotionally mature yeah i'm really excited to hear about positive defense mechanisms because you really don't you don't hear that you know you you hear the word coping skills yeah um as a positive, but not necessarily positive defense mechanisms. But, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that, you know, if I'm in a relationship and I have somebody that I want to stay in that relationship with that has poor boundaries, for instance, yeah, I would need to defend myself against that so that I walk in and I walk out feeling the same way about who I am. Exactly. Exactly. And in, in, in a very healthy and yeah. and upfront way well well it's to protect yourself who you really are yep. you know i think so yeah what are these so all of the mature defense mechanisms work on integrating conflicting emotions so we know that the we talked about that earlier the id and this ego, super ego you know have the two different pieces where one is about our needs the id is about our needs and the super ego is about the outside world the outside world and then the ego itself is there to mitigate them yeah so balance them yeah yeah. um well ideally to balance them but what generally happens is it kind of defends us ourselves against one or the other yeah so um this is the these integrate the conflicting emotions and thoughts um that lead to anxiety so using them over time and being aware of the other ones uh, will hopefully move you in that right direction. That's that's the, okay. the general purpose. So the first one is sublimation. And I, I was very confused when I read that because my mind goes somewhere else with sublimation. But in sublimation, the negative emotions and urges are adaptively transport, transformed into positive actions. So um, it the hope with sublimation is it will uh result in like a long term well con- let's 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 define sublimation so what is sublimation what does it mean well and that's that's where my confusion went because in my mind sublimation was always just partially destroyed and i don't really have let me see um sublimation did you say partially destroyed yeah when i think of sublimation i think of behaving in a passive way um sublimation actually is to divert or modify uh into a culturally or higher socially acceptable 
realm. Okay. So specifically, um, so sublimation would be if I'm in a room and um, somebody farts and I feel embarrassed for them, but everybody else laughs, so I laugh. Right. Okay. Right. That would be, although that would be kind of a, of a negative thing, but yes, yeah, that would be yeah. sublimation. Okay. So, you know, cleaning the house when stressed. Yeah. You know, you're stressed, so you channel that negative emotion into cleaning the house, which is a positive thing, which then you will feel good about. And that's sublimation. That's a healthy sublimation. Okay. Or right. you're angry and you go for a run. Yeah. That is healthy sublimation. I do this stuff all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a very positive coping mechanism. Okay. Um, and, you know... It, so it, you feed something <clears throat> in yourself that helps you process. Right. And evolve. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, suppression. I like that. Suppression. I am very surprised is on the, on the mature list, but I do understand once they once we talk about it. So depression differs from denial, and this is... Suppression? Suppression. Okay. And just said depression. Oh, sorry. That's I'm, okay. I'm a depressed person. No. <laughs> um, so suppression differs from denial in that it is a conscious decision. Right. To delay the attending or the threatening stimuli. Right. So we've talked uh, in one of our check-ins semi-recently, we talked about, you know, I, I was... I Your was, friend. Yeah, that died. Your friend that died. And yeah. I was in this space. And so then I decided to go through suppression... Yeah. Just so that I wasn't going to have to deal with it constantly. Right. Uh, but you were able to dip your toe in and out still because you had control of it. Right. Right. As opposed okay. to denial where it, you know, it didn't happen or it doesn't matter. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So basically it's, it's, a, it's anything that we do to um, keep the unwanted, you know, issue at bay until we can deal with it better. Right, right. And what I'm hearing, and I think we're probably going to hear this right along, is that these things are choices. Yes. As opposed to reactions. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, humor uh, is is one, it was not one of the original, uh, you know, Freudian yeah, ones. Yeah, but, I can see that. <clears throat> but, you know, laughter is the best medicine, you know, and, and making making uh, a joke about it. So I guess in, in, in that case, you know, the whole farting conversation that we just had yeah. would be more of a humor thing, you know, overtly calling attention to the funny aspects of something that happened, you know, yeah. not just as like a three-year-old mind going, <laughs> he farted, but, you know. Um, it's like when I get into the the booth at the place and I'm like, this wasn't built for chubby people. That right. Kind of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're making light of something that otherwise might be uncomfortable, but making light of it actually does make you feel more comfortable. Exactly. As opposed to making light of it just to avoid it. Right. Or like in that other example making light just because everybody else is but inside you're cringing and you feel like shit for doing that right so if i was the one who farted and believe me i can let them rip uh you know and started laughing and wow that was a good one that would be that would be this that would be yeah that would be the so the the ability to laugh at yourself really yeah yeah which is is great you know laughing at those times when we're like oh my god life is falling apart but hey this just happened (laughs) you know or i did this and i was like oh god you know um yeah people that don't have a sense of humor about life in general are really really hard people to be around they can be yeah, yeah. because they're everything is just so serious and so black and white right um altruism altruism is one of them and it's a selfless 
um, concern for the well-being of others. Now, this one walks that wonderful line there, right? Where you know people Savior syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but uh, engaging, you know, in the altruism, in you know, taking care of somebody, helping somebody, you know, bringing groceries or giving somebody a ride, right. you know, um, those things will help pieces of you because they they, they make you feel it feels good. good yeah 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 i've i mean i've said forever and i think learning this throughout my own life experiences and then my professional experiences but you know these people and i say it that way and i i cringe as i say it that way but you know people that keep a track list of the things that they've done, yeah, you know, so that they can feel okay about asking you to do something later, like that's a that's an incredible hindrance in a relationship to me. Yeah, it really is because it, if I do something to help someone, or if I do something that I feel good about, I feel good about it, and that's my reward. Yeah, like. Yeah, you know, it doesn't need to be their accolades, or or it doesn't need to be, you know, I've done this and now I'm, you know, three months from now when I need to borrow the ladder, you know, am I gonna right? You know, I did this, so you owe me this kind of a thing. That becomes and, manipulation. Well, you know. you know, oftentimes people even come across that way. Yeah, even though it really isn't intentional, I think in any way. But it really, it can come across that way when that's your thought process. Yeah. You know, you can, I've heard it. I mean, I've heard people say, you know, well, you know, I've did this, this, and this. So, you know, they should have done this when I asked them to do this, you know, like. Yep. Oh, I've been guilty I of have that. a very dear friend who I, whom I love, um, and she I'd be amazed if she doesn't literally have a ledger somewhere. Like, she just, she knows everything she has ever done for any person in her life, and she doesn't have an issue listing it out. Wow. You know, it's just one of those things. And that's, like, I think what the the down road of that is. Yeah, you know? the darker side of the altruism. But yeah. I, I would really encourage anyone to... Look at their intentions. Yep. Why are you helping? Are you helping because you want to help? Or are you helping because of another reason? Right. And if there's another reason, you probably shouldn't do it. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> you just shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that simple. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I just had my neighbors um, had wasps. Mm-hmm. And they the the gentleman there's a a man and a woman and then they have upstairs people too but the the gentleman that was over there got stung by one of them and had an actual reaction where he started to have an anaphylactic reaction oh my so they were really freaked out obviously right they they asked if i knew anybody that could take care of it and i was like well we'll just go out at night and spray it you know that's typically the treatment for wasps yeah it's not for theirs unfortunately we did do that 
Um, I went over that night, we sprayed it, we destroyed the nest. However, it's on a light box and they've actually built their nest into the light box and the siding. Oh no. So they're still very active, even though we've gotten rid of the outdoor portion of it. Somebody needs to go in there and take all of that stuff out or spray it. Spray it with poison. These particular individuals don't even want them killed. They want them rehomed, basically. And... Yeah, so I, I've I the look posted, on my face right I, now was just well, like I, I posted something on Facebook because I'm like I can't do this, so I posted something on Facebook, basically asking you know if there were any people that dealt with bees that would be willing to deal with these wasps, and you know got a bunch of the Facebook nastiness and bullshit. of course, so I screenshotted that stuff and sent it to them, mm-hmm. so that I wasn't the one saying it, but somebody was basically saying, you know, wasps need to die. Right. Like, yeah. They're not great pollinators if they are at all. And they're just not they're They they don't produce anything. They're not a bee. They're, you know, it, right. They're just, they need to die. Um, so yeah, they, they got a bunch of those comments and, you know, I think she has eventually decided to call it Orkin. But the point of this whole story is I went over, I did what I could to help. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I couldn't help anymore, but I didn't feel like I had to finish helping. Right. I had helped. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it felt good. I mean, they offered to pay me and I'm like, I just sprayed your hose at the side of the house. It's not a huge deal. Right. Um, They broke their screen in the midst of it because we ended up having to come indoors to spray them at one point to get a certain angle. Oh, no. So, I mean, it was just... And these people, they're just like, you know, what do you want us to pay you? What do we owe you? And I'm like, it's not... I would have discussed that ahead of time. Right. Well, and you that's what, what I mean? that's something I was going to mention. You know, it's one thing if you, you get there and you go, okay, listen, you know, I, I really want to help you move, but I don't have any money for gas. Right. You know. Right. Um, or, you know, <clears throat> I could be at work today. Right. So, you know, if you can give me what I'd make at work, then we're good. Or yeah. Whatever. There's, with this type of defense, it sounds like it is a very healthy form of giving back yeah and not that other form of you know chalking up who owes who making you know? tally marks the yep. score marks on the board under everybody's name right yeah oh, that's yeah. what i need i need a board with score yeah, yeah, just yeah. all <laughs> kinds of names up there just you know and then when they come to your house they'll be like what's that and you'll be like my hit list right right exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> whoever gets the most marks wins right yeah <laughs> yeah uh um, <laughs> so the next one is anticipation um anticipation is a mature defense mechanism because it's the subject plans for future s- stress yeah so you know it's not like that anxiety t- anticipation where you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god this is going to happen what if this happens what if this right. happens it's more of it's being proactive it's more of i'm going to go to a party yep where there's going to be drinking. Yeah. I'm a recovering alcoholic. What tools am I going to make sure I have on board? Exactly. Am I going to put my chip in my pocket? Yeah. Am I going to have a friend there that, you know, helps me stay in a social place yep. outside of where I would need to drink to be social? Exactly. Yeah. And we had talked about some of these when we when we were putting out our uh, holiday 
toolkit, yeah, you know, that anticipation, absolutely. being aware of that. Um, acceptance and, you know, acceptance is a huge one. And we talk about it all the time, you know, by resisting a lot of those negative feelings that we've got going on within ourselves, we're just making it worse. Right. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. I mean, to distract for a little while is okay because you don't want to get hit with them all at once and, yeah. and well, they can be overwhelming. Everything all at once. Exactly. And that's where the danger is there, yep. is making everything about what this one thing is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, acceptance is, you know, recognizing what's uncomfortable and then just without resisting it, without attempting to change it, with just, you know, just literally sitting with it yeah. and feeling it. Because Not these... judging it. Right. These are all the things that, you know, th these exist to keep us emotionally well or comfortable. Well, they probably primarily exist because you were invalidated. Right. And... In these moments, even if you're not proud of yourself, if you're doing this acceptance work, you are validating your feelings. Yeah. And these feelings that are nasty, that are there to compensate for the invalidation, they do, they slip away because you're valid, you're doing that work for yourself. Yeah. You're getting validated. So the behaviors don't need to be there as much. But exactly. it's the work to get to a place where you're comfortable with your own validation. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of looking for the external. Yeah. Um, humility. Uh, and humility is, is funny for me because for the longest time I was so humble. It was so humble. I was so awesome that I was so humble. I was humble. the most humblest person I was ever. the most. You know. I got a trophy for being humble. Right. I mean, that and is. I have it everywhere. Right. Um, you know. And <laughs> you carry it around the house with me. Right. Uh, I took pictures of it and it was in my wallet. And when right. I flipped the thing. Do you have right. pictures of your family? No, but I have multiple we, pictures we of this trophy. We took it to the Grand Canyon and took pictures yep. together. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> got a little car seat for it. So, right. You know. So, so <laughs> this is talking about true humility, not as in. Yeah self-deprecation um and you know like, oh god you know i've done all of this stuff blah, blah 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 but really just you know being true to yourself and and realizing well this is this is who i am good or bad whatever it is this is who i am yeah so humility is is really the awareness of true self as opposed to you know and we are definitely on the yin and yang of that mm -hmm. because what i do is i abuse humility mm-hmm as a reason not to talk, as um, a reason not to share. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm. I'm just gonna sit here quietly and listen and, and humbly listen. You know? Right. Right. And yeah. that's you know. So I I've hidden in humility. Right. And that that is an example of using the defense mechanism not in a positive way. Right. Right. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And I think you know, like we had said at the beginning of these. Either one can go either way. Yeah. You know, these are just the healthy aspects of these defense mechanisms. Yeah. And as soon as they're out of your conscious thought, and as soon as they're in a reactive place, they're dysfunctional. Exactly. So it's like everything we talk about, once you bring consciousness to it, and once you work on that introspection and, and acceptance of self so that you can see yourself with more honesty... Yeah. That's the work. That is the work. You know, that's what's going to keep you healthy. Yep. And I love that that's the mature 
defense mechanisms. Right, right. Not not the healthy ones, the, the mature ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Not the healthy ones, the mature, mature ones. The yeah. ones that are that adult voice. Yeah, yeah. So the next one is... Oh, we've got more? There's two more. Okay. So the next one is tolerance. Um, and it's just what it sounds like. Practicing tolerance can be very difficult it's like practicing patience it's, it, it it's, goes hand in hand with acceptance it does because you really have to be able to tolerate yep. whatever that is you're accepting in order to work on accepting it right yeah right yeah and that's that's hard to tolerate things that you hate about yourself right yeah. and then in dealing with other people the same thing applies you know tolerating rudeness or anger without reacting to it you know yeah. and learning to you know standing up for yourself one but but learning to handle it in a much calmer way right you know one that still gets your needs met because that's what these are you're reminding me i think i told this story on the podcast uh couple of weeks ago about the guy that was trying to like get into my car as we were driving down the road because i had swerved for a trash can and i had this client with me oh yeah like you know somebody that would literally jump out and murder him right so like i had to calm the client down the whole time that guy was freaking out right that's what this reminds me of because like i wasn't <laughs> freaked out about him at all and my only thought process for him was like i wanted to keep him safe right because if i had stopped he would not have been safe this person would have gotten out of the car and probably stabbed him <sighs> so for him i was concerned i was like you know and then i even thought afterwards i'm like you know what if <laughs> yeah. what if i had pulled over he was a black guy. So what if the cops had come and he'd have gone to jail because right. I pulled over and he got mad at me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I almost feel like by being able to be in that space, I wasn't just able to protect myself, but I was able to protect the person that was upset with me right? from doing something worse for themselves right exactly exactly that's a that's that's craziness but yeah yeah that's important um I, so, so i mean yeah. is that a good example of of what you're talking about that like, i mean to a certain extent i mean more along the lines it would be um things like the med providers that i deal with at work on a yeah. regular basis are normally fuck up and then they are rude on top of it yeah i hear a lot of tolerance in this yeah you know tolerance is learning to go okay it's okay. Meanwhile, in my mind, I'm thinking that they're still children, which in a way they probably are, whatever, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, it, to but be... But you're not making it about you. Right. You're not creating a story around it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's more what the tolerance that they're speaking of here is. Okay. Um, it's, it's being able to... And it's like a muscle, you know, like learning to continue to take more and more yeah. you know, uh, issues without having yes, that reaction. That acceptance and that's how you get to acceptance exactly tolerance yep yeah and then it's, identification it's it is oh god <laughs> and it's such a practice um and identification is the last one and and identification is is multifaceted because you know it's 
it's not only just looking and identifying the threats to your mental health, but it is also identifying where the emotional triggers come from. Yeah. You know, so this is going to be something, okay, I'm doing this and identifying when we're using those negative coping skills, uh, negative defense mechanisms. Yeah. You know, um, and then learning to teach, you know, what comes from that, of course, through the tolerance and the humility and the, and the acceptance rather is, you know, learning to turn them around you know, getting them into more healthy boundaries, more healthy spaces. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked this list. This was a lot bigger than the list that I had originally found. I, there was three original yeah. ones, but I really liked this list. Well, and, and again, I mean, the positive ones are just negative ones done with consciousness to yeah. make them done for the right reason, which makes them not negative. Exactly. You know, I mean, you're still protecting yourself. Exactly. You're just protecting yourself in a conscious way that doesn't damage to everything around you. Yeah. And everything within you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.